It is my pleasure to introduce our speaker today, Dr. Roy G. Phillips. Dr. Phillips, some of you may know him as president of the board of our friends at the Unity Church of Shreveport. He is also on the programming committee of World Religion Day. As well, he is the author of Exodus from the Door of No Return, and he will be telling us the story of that book. And he is also currently writing a history of African Americans in Webster Parish, which is where he grew up until age 12, and where he returned to live on his grandmother's land following his retirement. He holds a PhD in education administration and retired from a distinguished career in education administration from high school principal to college campus president. Please help me welcome Dr. Phillips. Thank you so much for that introduction. I wish to take this opportunity also to thank Susan, my friend, and Reverend Gerald uh, for inviting me to this occasion today. As I understand it, uh, you're emphasizing today forgiveness. I want to talk a little bit about my family history and what happened to it as the family moved into the state of uh, Louisiana. I was motivated by Alex Haley in 1968. I was a doctoral student at the University of Michigan and we invited Alex to come and talk about his book, Roots. Um, <clears throat> after the discussion, uh, after the lecture, uh, some of us went up to him and asked him, how, how do we do what you did? <laughs> and uh, Alex told me, uh, go and talk to the old folks in your family before they die. I happen to have in my family a grandmother who was near 100 years old. And I came and, uh, at her bedside and I asked him to tell me the history of this family. And she told me the history of the family. She said that her grandfather, who was named Alfred Gooding, was shipped into the state of Louisiana and sold to a family in Bossier Parish by the name of McDade. As some of you may know the McDades here, uh, Governor one of our governors of the state, Governor Roma, is a McDade. So what I did is that I came down and I talked to my grandmother and I also talked to a lot of the older people who are in their hundreds and asked me to tell the story of the history of this family. So my grandmother told me this history. So I decided what I needed to do was write this history and put it in print and publish it. So when I came here, I started to write, got my pen and started to write about this history. 
And this uh, history is contained in this book that I published in 2000, 2003, I believe. It's called Exodus from the Door of No Return. Uh, as some of you may know, uh, African Americans were shipped here into America, and they were shipped here into Louisiana. At the War of 1812, Louisiana became a slave state, and uh, they began to transport people from various parts of the South and the East into the state to work on cotton and sugarcane plantations. So my great-great-grandfather, uh, Alfred Gooding, was shipped into this state, and he was sold to the McDade family and uh, became a slave here. Now, some of you may know that the McDade family owned a lot of land along the Red River. In fact, there's a little community called McDade down Highway 71, which is the place where he was shipped. When he came to this area, uh, and after freedom came, a lot of the slaves and my grandmother and grandfather began to save their money and purchase land. Uh, my great-grandfather, Alfred Gooding, uh, purchased land from the Vicksburg Shreveport Pacific Railroad. As a matter of fact, they purchased 80 acres of land in the area where I was born between uh, Cotton Valley and Dixie Inn. That's the area where they settled. And a lot of the old slaves settled into that area. In fact, I looked up the history of one of the churches there and I found out that he was, he and his wife were the founder of the St. James Church. Some of you may see the St. James Church along Highway 80 as you go into Menden. He was one of the founders of that church, he and his wife, Francis Brooks, who is the other ancestor there. They settled there and they began to farm and raise their family. Now they had two children. Uh, they had a daughter, Amanda, and uh, a son, George, that they raised. And uh, after the death of um, Alfred Gooding, a very mean family, white family there in the area, came and took their land and told them they had 24 hours to get out. And they lost that land. And uh, I've looked up the history of that land and got its deed and uh, expect someday maybe to research and find out how I can get that land back. <laughs> anyway, land was very important to them. Uh, actually, during that time, uh, a lot of the ancestors came into that area and bought land. In fact, most of that area uh, land was bought by blacks from white uh, landowners. And they begin to farm in that area. Today is a day where I guess you're devoting your service to forgiveness. And I've looked up and 
studied the law of forgiveness. Forgiveness calls for a larger than life human quality. To forgive means to overcome the ego of selfishness. Jesus, our master teacher, and Weishua understood and practiced this quality when he said, forgive and you shall be forgiven. Jesus taught bigness of character to his followers. He was bigger than those who accused him and crucified his body. He not only pointed the way, he went forward and showed the way. In the hour of great stress, he showed himself greater than his adversaries. Pilate, the governor of Judea, Caiaphas, the high priest and head of the church, or any and all of the accusing scribes and Pharisees. For a moment, they had power over his body, but his mind and spirit commanded them. In his greatness, he looked down from the cross and seeing that smallness of mind, he cried out, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. A woman or a man who is great enough to forgive is greater than his or her adversary. Peter, the disciples, raised the question when he asked, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive them until seven times. This was a generous gesture on Peter's part, for the Jewish law allowed a man to be forgiven three times. Seven times or more than twice the grace that the law allowed. Jesus answered, I say not until thee until seven, seven times, but 70 times seven. The quality of forgiveness must be limitless as faith, hope, and love. After my maternal grandmother told me this story, I returned to her land and made contact with this family. Now, this was by accident that I made contact. I happened to come to Shreveport to consult with a lawyer who was a member of the McDade family. And as I was talking about this book that I had written, I mentioned the McDade family. And he said, you know, that's my family. By accident, this is my family. And he referred me to a lady by the name of Gretchen Benner, who was his cousin. And I came to Shreveport and I met with Gretchen Benner and her great aunt. And she told me the story of her family, the McDades, who were really Scott Irish people who came into this area. They were actually evicted here from Scotland uh, during the revolutionary days 
and that they moved into several of them moved in Virginia they moved into many states along the East Coast but later on they came into Louisiana and brought their slaves with them I found Mrs. Benner and also her cousin Betty McDade who lives in Brennanham, Texas to tell me the story of that family and they did tell me the story of that family I found them to be a very gracious family as they told me the history of the McDades here. My parents taught me early in life never to hold any animosity against any person. When one lives such a life, he or she frees oneself and allows the spirit to control one life. I found that this leads to a healthy mind and a healthy body. When you can remove from your mind and your heart any animosity against those who may misuse you, you become a greater person. And I found in my life, as I have traveled across the United States in various positions, I have found this to be true. In November, I served and celebrated my 80th birthday, so I'm 80 years old now. And during my 80 years of life, I've lived the life that my grandmother taught. And she says, do not ever hold any malice or hatred in your mind for those who misuse you. So today I come and I offer this book that I wrote, I had a chance to go to Africa uh, to the home of my ancestors. And I come from a group of people called the Mende who live in Sierra Leone. And on my paternal side, my family came out of the Central African Republic. And they were sold into this country. Uh, my great-grandfather, uh, Alfred, came out of the state of Virginia as a boy. He was moved here. And on my father's side, uh, my great-grandfather, his name is Green Harris, came in Homer, Louisiana as a slave. The family was separated, and part of the family came into Claven Parish, and later on, the other family came after the Civil War and settled into Webster Parish. Now, Webster Parish was not formed until 1871. It was part of Bossier, Claiborne, and uh, Bienville Parish. And uh, I moved back to Louisiana uh, because my grandmother had land here and I wanted to preserve her land. So my wife and I built a home uh, on Adams Road right off of Fuller Road in, in the area where I was born, right down the street from where I was born. And um, she and my daughter, who has now moved, my daughter works for a pharmaceutical company. And we live there on our state there. And I'm so happy to be back to Louisiana because I love the state. I love the rural area. So uh, 
I will be available if you want, want to purchase this book and I'll endorse it. And I'm writing a second book and that second book, I have interviewed a lot of the people here in the state and I'm writing on the church history, I'm writing on the business history, I'm writing on the entertainment history, and I'm writing um, on the, uh, the history, the black history of Webster Paris, so that I hope to have this book ready to be published sometime within the next few months. I thank you so much, and God be with you.